you go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Hey, everyone. This is Jody Sweeten from the podcast How Rude, Tanneritos. I've been needing a quick getaway with my family, and the 2024 Hyundai Santa Fe is the perfect vehicle to take us there. It has standard third-row seating, so I'm able to pack my entire family, plus pets, in the car while also having enough room for our camping essentials. Available H-Track all-wheel drive will get us through any dirt trails, and available dual wireless charging pads will ensure we never have to worry about getting stuck with a dead phone in the middle of nowhere. Visit HyundaiUSA.com. Or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real Steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cb for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. The Season with Peter Schrager is a production of the NFL in partnership with iHeartRadio. What's up, everybody? This is Peter Schrager. This is The Season with Peter Schrager. And this is a special episode. We're clearing the decks. This is for you fantasy football heads. I really labored on doing a fantasy football podcast uh, episode because, I don't know, the, the, the space is a little saturated, if you will. Sometimes I roll my eyes when I see people on TV talking about fantasy football and I know that, like, that guy doesn't know much or that gal doesn't know really much. So I was just reading something from some paper. Um, but I think there is a service to be done because there are a lot of you who listen to this podcast who are walking into a fantasy football draft this weekend and you don't quite feel 100% ready. We're going to fine-tune it a little bit with three guests this week, guys that I have grown to really like, and they have a podcast of their own. Our guests are uh, guys who were put together once they started working at The Ringer for Bill Simmons, and since then, their podcast has taken off. I really enjoy listening to them. I don't even really care about their football stuff. I love their personalities and their rapport. That's what it's all about. With no further ado, the gentleman from the Ringer Fantasy Football Podcast, Danny Heifetz, Danny Kelly, and my former producer, Craig Hurlbeck. So our guest this week, I have to be honest, I am huge fans of their work. Um, I typically... I'm not the guy who's listening to seven different fantasy football podcasts, but with fantasy drafts coming up this weekend and so many tweets and texts I'm getting about, oh, fantasy draft time. Uh, I thought it'd be fun to have on my favorite fantasy football podcast host. These guys do it three times a week. They do it over on the ringer and I really enjoy their rapport and also their information. Uh, Craig Horlbeck, Danny Kelly, Danny Heifetz. They're the gentlemen from the Ringer Fantasy Football Show. Gentlemen, welcome to the season with Peter Schrager. Thanks for Thank having you. us. Shregs, it's, it's great to be back, Shregs. I've missed you. Let's explain, <laughs> let's explain our history, Craig. So I, I really love you. I think you're awesome at what you do. And now I listen to you not only on this podcast, but on you know the town podcast where you're always giving your your thoughts to Matt Baloney and you're giving like a, a little different generation than him maybe maybe one that's sure. you know more the target audience at mm -hmm. times uh, but also on the rewatchable like you've blown up quite a bit you got married you're a fully grown man but you and I we met 
two years ago at the height of the pandemic. And if you want to tell the listeners our relationship, how it blossomed, I'm here to listen as well. <laughs> sure. Yeah. Uh, during the pandemic, we did a show called Flying Coach with me, Shregs, and uh, the one and only Sean McVeigh on the Ringer Podcast Network. Ten episodes with Sean, Schrager, and all the coolest coaches, all their best friends from around the league. And it's still up on the Ringer Podcast Network. You can go listen to it right now. Um, I highly recommend it, specifically the Shanahan episode. Great episode. And Tomlin. So good. Yeah. Dude, I'll, I'll fly Delta and yeah. they have like a little section on the Delta and it says podcast and those flying coach episodes are sitting there on the plane. Oh, wow. I'm so proud of them. I, the, yeah, it's crazy. <laughs> the, the story I love to tell though is uh, obviously you sent equipment to both me and Sean. Mm -hmm. I get the equipment, set it up, no problem. Here's the NFL's coach of the year and what had to happen. Uh, he, he needed a personal visit from myself to come and set his equipment up, <laughs> which, listen, I was happy to do. I, I was happy to, uh, to be there and help him out. So uh, he, he wasn't as bad as Car Pete Carroll, though. So um, <laughs> Pete Carroll the year before, yeah. he needed McVay, a lot of help. A little yeah. more savvy than Carroll, technologically. <laughs> yeah, um, both will be going at it in the NFC West. All right, so your podcast it's three guys. You talk football, but you talk life. You talk all sorts of stuff. And I like it because it's not so numbers banging you over the head with the term ADP. And it's not so much. It's more about the lifestyle of playing fantasy football. The best compliment we get is people ask us, oh, so you guys were friends and they gave you a podcast. Like, we actually became friends doing the show. And it's we all have like wildly yeah, yeah. different backgrounds. And I think what's different between us and other fantasy shows. It's not better. It's not worse. It's like, although fantasy shows are fantasy experts and we all like, none of us really came up as fantasy football experts at all. So I think we just have different kinds of conversations. The reality is that fantasy football is the best way for adult American men to stay in touch as they get in their 20s, 30s, 40s, and beyond, like people, we talk about this all the time. It's like our new religion is is like it's the way we 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 gather. It's it's the way we like hang On out. Sundays, you know, yeah. Nowadays, we all sit in our, our houses online and stuff like that. There's nowhere to like really congregate. And fantasy football is the best way to stay in touch with people who you don't live near. It's anymore. Yeah, people get married, kids. You, there's and then there's a schedule. It's like the games. Everything's at the same time of the year. It it really is about like it's kind of like the kitchen island where friend groups can stay together virtually. <laughs> yes, it is true. Like. You know, you have that calendar and it's like summer, you won't talk to these people at all and everyone's on their trips and everyone's working, whatever. And then that, yeah, that yeah. September 1st week starts and the kickoff goes and all of a sudden you're on a text chain with the same guys you've been on the text chain with for 20 straight years. It's like you never left. It is. Yeah. Uh, all right. But you guys do follow <laughs> it really closely day to day. So I wanted to give up some topics for viewers or listeners who are tuning in to be like, all right, I got my draft this weekend. I'm not necessarily studying, you know, every NFL network show and learning what Anthony Richardson's doing on a down to down basis, but you guys have put the work in. Here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to give you some topics and I want answers from each of you guys, which are going to serve as tips and clues for my listeners who are doing their drafts this weekend. Are we good? Let's yeah. do it. All right. Let's start off. We'll go Danny Heifetz first. Your fantasy football sleeper of the year is who? Gabe Davis for the Bills. It's the most classic. It's the classic. Go. There we go. Empty the, it's the classic the first type sleeper, man. Gabe <laughs> Dave, again, he was kind of too hyped up last year. And again, he was going like a top 60 pick. People saw the four touchdown game in the playoffs, 13 second game against the Chiefs. People, including us, got a little too overhyped. And look, the reality is didn't have a great season. Kind of had this nagging, um, I think it was groin injury or hamstring early in the season. He had one great game against the Steelers. As Sorry, Craig. And then honestly, he was pretty terrible. Here's the thing. Gabe Davis is now going outside the top 100, basically. Nothing has changed. Nothing has changed. He's still huge. He's still fast. He's still the deep threat for the Bills. The only thing that they've added is Dalton Kincaid, the tight end, the first rounder, who, if anything, is going to help Gabe Davis by working underneath. But the reality is this is still Josh Allen's deep threat. The only difference is he's going five, six, maybe seven rounds later. And it's exactly the point in your draft where you're pivoting from more reliable guys to actually I want home run threats. I'm trying to home run a strikeout when you get outside the top 100. And Gabe Davis to me is like the definition of people who had him last year were upset and now he's too cheap. They hold it against him for the following yeah. day. I'm not going to do that again. It used to happen with guys who would get injured. Like you draft Fred Taylor and you hope drafting in the first round. I'm dating you guys. This is before you were born. Probably. <laughs> I remember you draft Fred oh, Taylor yeah. <laughs> and you're like, he's good. And then Freddie would get hurt like week eight and you're like, I'm not doing it again next year. And then, you hold it against him, and it's probably not fair. Danny Kelly, your sleeper of the year this year, 2023, is whom? Uh, I'm calling an audible today just because he was announced as this team starter. Anthony Let's Richardson, go. quarterback for the Colts. I think so. 
he's not so much a sleeper in like the best ball streets. I think a lot of best ball people are kind of all over him already. But in terms of just day to day, you know, home leagues, I still think he's being really, really underrated. He, he brings legitimate like top five potential at quarterback. Um, and he doesn't even have to be a good passer. That's the beauty of it. Like he could be terrible. And by the way, he probably is going to be terrible <laughs> as a passer this year. Um, if you look at what Justin Fields did, he was a top five, top six quarterback going down the stretch of the season. Um, he was he lost 10 games. He, yeah. they, they literally went to like the Navy offense. We joke about it all the time on our show. Like they passed the ball fewer than uh, like at a lower rate than almost any team in the last 20 years. Uh, you know, Anthony Richardson could be terrible at passing. and He could still be, you know, top three, top five quarterback just because of the rushing, the, the way that stats are set up in, in fantasy football. It, it really benefits quarterbacks who run. These are the types of guys that are league winners, weak winners and league winners. So, Anthony Richardson, just because he can run, I think he's going to be a big-time weapon for them in, in the red zone, kind of like we've seen Jalen Hurts over the last few years. Jalen Hurts, double-digit rushing touchdowns the last few seasons. I don't think that Richardson's necessarily at Jalen Hurts' level yet, clearly, but I think that they can use him in the red zone, kind of like Cam Newton, to punch it in. I think he's going to score a lot of touchdowns. I think he's going to run a lot, and I think he's going to be one of the best late-round picks that you can possibly make. I love it. Craig, take us home. Sleeper, who you got? Jahan Dotson, the wide receiver on the Commanders. Okay. Second year guy. First Let's round pick. Spiel. First Let's round pick. Go. People forget, you know, just because he was drafted in, around Garrett Wilson, <laughs> Chris Olave, Jamison Williams, Traylon Burks. I bet you if you ask most people, they would not expect Jahan Dotson to be a first round pick last year. He started super hot, four touchdowns, four games, and then he got hurt. And then he came back and finished strong. So his season-long stats aren't great, which is what people look back on. Most average fantasy players are looking back on the season-long stats and they would look at Jahan Dotson and go, oh yeah, he wasn't as good as Terry McLaurin last year. But in reality, the final five games of the season when they were both healthy, he was beating McLaurin in all, all the nerdy stats that everybody likes. Your targets per route run, their yards per route run, red zone target share, all that stuff. Straight up targets. He had more than Terry McLaurin in the last five uh, games of the season. Now we got Eric Bieniemy in. I like Sam Howell and Brissett at least enough to make a little bit of a jump. And receivers typically make the biggest jump between year one and year two. Uh, Dotson's also just an eye test guy. When you watch him, you're like, this guy has it. And you can get him around 90th, 100th in your draft right now. Uh, I love Dotson. You go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day. And smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter. Let's please welcome Jamal Crawford to Point Game, King of the Court one-on-one tournament. If they had it back in your prime, do you think he could have took it all? I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think I could have took it all, but I think I would have shocked a lot of people. I think Kobe and everybody in their prime, Kobe would win a one-on-one contest. Yeah, I, yeah, because you got to think, Love he's going to guard. He don't care about guarding. He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, exactly. he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. like that, see that? Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. And then I, his, he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what so. I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because he didn't need it. <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. 
Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cd for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. I love the conversation you guys had on your podcast last week, and you did it about guys who might be in the twilights of their NFL careers, and because people just want the young, fresh, new face, they don't draft, but then year after year can still deliver. I'm going to call this the Keenan Allen Award, Mm -hmm. where he's still around, he still puts up numbers, and yet... You look at these top 20 wide receivers, Keenan Allen, never in the list, but every year finishes that high. Why don't we go around the horn and you each give one of those names, a guy that you know <laughs> is going to deliver and yet probably will not be drafted as high as he should. Danny Heifetz, well, let's I start guess with you, bud. Travis Kelsey doesn't count because he's still a first rounder. I do want to shout out that the only reason Travis... <laughs> would you take Travis Kelsey in the first round? Is that Absol- happening? People I take him in the first I round? I will oh, because yeah. here's the yeah. thing. Yeah. Literally, the only argument against Travis Kelsey, literally, is that he's 34 years old and people are afraid of him bottoming out. The reality is Travis Kelsey isn't... Age is just a number, guys. Well, <laughs> look at you. Traeger, DK, you look better than the ever. The meta to this conversation yeah. is that when Craig and I were in our mid-20s, we hated old. We hated players as they're 30. Now Craig and I are almost 30, and we're like, you know what's fine? <laughs> old players. 30 is just a number. But it's, like when George, it's, it's like when George Clooney turned 50, and he's like, you know what? I'm going to settle down. Like I'm actually okay with marrying somebody over the age of 40. Now is his time. Yeah. Yeah. He's like, you know what? It's okay. And so it's like, in my younger days, I was pretty terrified to take Derrick Henry or Travis Kelsey, because I'm like, 30? My God, he must have like... <laughs> a mortgage or something but uh like kelsey had like hasn't missed the game to injury he's had he had covid and he had you know they get benched in week 17 because they're always clinching playoffs stop saying it i know sorry i'm not gonna win i gotta yeah but the kelsey hasn't missed the game to injury knocking on wood in a decade it's like jamar chase is going ahead of him he missed the games last year cooper cup missed games last year like all these yeah. all the players that are supposedly younger and safer have been injured at some point kelsey hasn't so i'm probably giving him the kind of her as they would say but yeah nice you know it, I, to me kelsey it's like buying apple stock it's like this is the safest thing there is <laughs> I, i'm here for the yiddish danny kelly uh what what about you who's the guy that you know you see and you're like come on my guy this year is DeAndre Hopkins. Um, really? With yeah. Tannehill in that offense? So All right, go I, on. I actually like Tannehill. I think I'm the last person on Tannehill Island. Um, With Tannehill? I think he's solid. <laughs> I don't think he's like great. There you go, <laughs> Tannehill. Tannehill. <laughs> it was right there, and I freaking missed it. Your yeah. audio cut out. It's okay. Um, but yeah, I mean, to me, like he's he's really solid. I don't think he's like great or anything, but he's still a solid veteran. I think he's going to feed a guy like DeAndre Hopkins. I think there's a lot of question marks you know, outside of Hopkins in terms of what we're going to expect from this offense. Obviously, Traylon Burks is there and he's an up and coming guy, but he's still young, um, still very inexperienced. And and I think Hopkins is just going to get force fed in this offense. Um, last year, this is this was wild to me when I found this stat last year in the nine games that Hopkins played, he averaged 10.7 targets per game. He was the really o- good. The only p- the only player, the only receivers who had more targets per game than him are Chase Cup and Jefferson. Like the t- the first like the first four picks, first five picks, um, so you know I, he's definitely getting older. But his game has never really been built on speed or explosiveness. It's always about body positioning, old man at the Y type. You know, post a guy up and skyhook him. And um, footwork, Hopkins fundamentals, is kind of that guy's footwork. Yeah, getting get low it's low physicality. Base, you know, yeah. uh, boxing out. So I don't know. To low me, he's just wins. he's just so good. He, he's uh, I, I heard Tannehill called him vintage Hopkins the other day. I think he's just going to have a really big year. Um, and people are forgetting about him because he's a little older and he switched teams, which that's valid. But I still think he's going to be the focal point of this passing game. Craig, tell me why Derrick Henry is going in the second round. What's changed? Talk about it. He had Let's 350 go. carries last year, played the entire season and was the third best running back in fantasy. And everyone's just like, I'm good. He's 28. No, thanks. Like Leo DiCaprio when old. a girl turns 26. He's like, I'm out. <laughs> Uh, give give me a reason why there's nothing's changed he's still Derrick Henry Uh, we're all obsessed with this idea now that as running backs enter their their late 20s they they just you know I think it's a misnomer essentially we're we're betting on science you know we're betting on these phenomenal athletes (laughs) preparing their bodies and actually taking advantage of the technological advancement we have now and Derrick Henry's 28 years old and if I'm gonna bet on anybody to actually make it to their 30s and not fall off. I'm going to pick the guy who gets 350 carries every single year 
and continues to be a top five running back in fantasy. And he's just sitting there in the second round now because he's old. It's age shaming, really. Fourteenth <laughs> round starts rolling around, and it's now you can take a little. You already took your kicker. You already took your defense. You got maybe two more picks left to go, and you want to take a rookie. I'm gonna go around the horn. Craig, we'll start Ooh. with you. Give me a rookie that might still be around then that you're looking at. Maybe he's not the first or second overall pick, but it's a guy that you got your eye on. Interesting, a rookie. Can I go with? Um, I think I want to go with the tight end position here. I, I like. I like. Yeah, I like two guys. I like Luke Musgrave, and I like. Yeah. Uh, yep. And I like Jake Ferguson. Michael Mayer. Yeah, yeah. Ferguson. I don't. Okay, tell second me about Musgrave guy. and Ferguson. Oh, Ferguson's second year guy. Musgrave rookie. I'll stick with yeah. uh, with Musgrave. Ferguson's Cowboys, right? He was second year guy. Yeah, yeah. Uh, sticking with Musgrave then. Uh, when when you're getting a rookie tight end, they don't typically work out. But what I like about Musgrave is, unlike a lot of other tight ends, he's just playing receiver. He doesn't have to learn the blocking half of the uh, of the of the offense. And I like guys much like a Dalton Kincaid who mm-hmm. are going to be split out and are going to be running routes. And if you look at the Green Bay offense, I mean, it's an entirely new young offense. There's not a lot of established guys. You got Christian Watson, Romeo Dobbs. And you got uh, Musgrave. So if you're going to take a shot, if you believe in Jordan Love, who's looked great this offseason off and in the preseason, uh, Musgrave is a guy who could kind of sneaky start his rookie year hot, kind of like a Pat Fryer move. Okay. DK, who do you got? Rookie, you got your eyes oh, on. Oh, man. There's so many of them. I could just go down the list. Um, I'm going to shout out a guy who's kind of gotten... People are not super excited about him based on what happened in, in preseason week one, and, and that's Devon A. Chain for the Dolphins because he was playing... He was like fourth or fifth on the depth chart in this game. He's playing into the fourth quarter. Typically, these are not great signs for, <laughs> for rookie running backs. But I will say, if you watch the games like I did, like He's if you're a, beast, a huge sicko and you watch that game, he was running Hello. vertical routes. He, he caught four passes for 41 yards. He actually led the Dolphins in receiving this game. He caught a pass out of the backfield up the, like, up the sideline for a chunk gain. He caught a like a Texas route over the middle of the field for like a 10-yard gain. He was being used in exactly the type of way we want him to be used, which is vertical pass catching role. And obviously like Miles Gaskin's still there. They still got uh Raheem Mostert, Jeff Wilson. He has got some hurdles to clear. I think he but might But they be don't more... have Dalvin Cook, which is a good sign exactly. that they must have liked what they had in house. I was a little nervous that Dalvin Cook was going to come in and ruin my dreams, but even though he was playing with like the fifth stringers <laughs> into the fourth quarter, I'm sticking with it. Devon A chain Midway through the year, I think he's going to start being really, really useful for them. And and again, he's being used in the way that you want him to be used, which is as a pass catcher. Talladega pass speed, catcher. baby. So he, I just, yeah, hot, nasty, badass speed. And that's what he's got. So I just love this offense, too. It sounds so good coming out of your mouth. Uh, Danny, what, what about you, my friend? There's a rookie. I, I really love Jordan Addison, the rookie receiver for the Vikings. I think that he has not been Mm -hmm. going as high. He's basically like a top 100 player, depending where you look, depending on the platform or website you use, 80th, 100th, 105th, 75th. It's a huge range. But I think he's really underrated because I think as a pure regular NFL prospect, he's undersized. I get all that. He's, He's not a prototypical number one receiver. I think he's being unfairly dinged for that in fantasy because... Jordan Addison is the perfect complement to Justin Jefferson. It reminds me a little bit of when uh, Juju Smith-Schuster had an incredible rookie season behind Antonio Brown. Calvin Ridley. I remember Julio Jones was incredible for the Falcons, but he couldn't score touchdowns. Calvin Ridley comes in as a rookie, has like five touchdowns in like five games behind Julio Jones. I feel that Jordan Addison will have that type of impact disproportionate to his skill level because he's refined. He's a precise route runner. He's polished in a way that makes up for his lack of physical gifts that will uh, basically pay dividends immediately. And I just, I, I, I think he's going to soak. I mean, Adam Thielen, no offense to the guy, was a little dusty last year. And I think Addison's going to come in and just vacuum up behind Justin Jefferson. It's kind of, no, it's, it's just an incredibly massive opportunity to be around this guy who's always doubled. And he, I think he's going to just eat. It's built for him. Did you see his catch the other day? He had, a, he had like he had a, a nice sideline diving toe touch catch. They didn't even review it. They called him out. They didn't even review it, but he he made the most incredible catch that just it's the preseason that doesn't count, so it doesn't matter, but whatever. It was it was an amazing catch. Speaking of preseason, you ask how being a fantasy expert works. Here's how it works. College statistics, preseason plays, if they confirm what you already believe, they're very important and representative. <laughs> and if they don't if they go against what you already think, then they're meaningless. And Jordan Addison had sixteen hundred yards. Mm-hmm. 
in college two years ago and won the best receiver in college football award yeah. and then had that catch. Blitnikoff, so there you sure. go. I must already be right. Uh, I'm, I'm going to give all no Zay Flowers might be the best wide receiver yeah. out of this bunch. He might do it. I don't know if he's going to put up the best numbers, and I don't know how this helps for fantasy. What I'm learning from Zay Flowers is that he's unguardable because of his footwork and speed, and he might just be drawing a lot of pass interference calls. Honestly, <laughs> that's what I'm told. Yeah. So like, if you're expecting 100 catches, that might not be it, but he will be a huge function of the Ravens' offense. And I, th- I see a lot of people drafting him really high. I don't know if his numbers are going to be high. I just know he's going to be a pain in the ass to cover. And that's like one of those things in fantasy where here's the arbitrage where – Yes, he might be our offensive rookie of the year, but no, his numbers might not be as crazy as Justin Jefferson's or Jamar Chase's. I like that one too. He he's so good. There's a, there's a reason a lot of people were comparing him to like Antonio Brown when you're when you're watching the tape. Like his feet are so fast, his route running so so sudden and twitchy. Um, I agree with you though. Like I don't know exactly what his role is going to be like in that Ravens offense. We don't even know what this Ravens offense is really we going to look is. like at all. Um, so there's there's a lot of variance p- potential there, but yeah, he's a really good player. All right, strategy wise, um, say I'm doing my fantasy draft. I I know which players are good, but every year it's different. Some year it's like you have to get those two running backs early because there's a big drop off. Some year is it's you need the wide receiver one because after the first few of them it's a drop off. Uh, Craig, I know you've been studying the the grids and the cheat sheets. What's the strategy this year? Is in the first round? Is it important to get? What and when you do that snake draft, what are you trying to come out of here? Because I know there's a drop off at each position at some point. So if you're playing in a league with one quarterback, what we kind of uh, like to do this year is basically get get an elite player from every single position group. This year is a really unique year because running backs are kind of going late. Quarterbacks are hotter than ever. And then you have Travis Kelsey, who's just uh, miles away from every other tight end. So what we kind of suggest is get one from each position. Start your draft with the Travis Kelsey then move on, get an elite running back like a Derrick Henry. Third round, you can get yourself an elite quarterback like a Jalen Hurts or Patrick Mahomes, and then you can still get a great receiver. If you can start your draft with four players, four different positions, like a DeAndre Hopkins, DK's guy. I mean, you can start your draft with Travis Kelsey, Derrick Henry, Patrick Mahomes, and DeAndre Hopkins. You get four Hall of Famers in four <laughs> rounds, uh, as long as you're not an age bias guy like all those out there. But uh, I kind of like mixing it up, spreading the wealth uh, this year specifically. DK, you agree? Oh, yeah, totally. I, I really like this year's second round running backs. So yes. I personally believe get, grabbing a guy like Kelsey or one of the elite receivers in round one and then getting a Pollard or Josh Jacobs in round two, I think Jacobs has fallen because there's some uncertainty about whether he's going to play. I think at the end of the day, he's probably going to play. He'll be there. Uh, so I think, but t- po- Tony Pollard to me is like my favorite second round pick right now. I just think he has through the roof potential. He's such a good player, so explosive. Um, and they're going to use him in the right way. He he was already, you know, such a elite producer last year when they had Zeke in town, and now it's his his offense and his his backfield. So, to me, Tony Pollard is sort of a, a linchpin guy that I just really like in that second round. So in the second round, Danny, yeah. what about you? Yeah, I mean, I agree with Danny Kelly. Where it's kind of flipped. I feel like you used to take your your top running back in the first round, and then you get a great receiver in the second. Now it's basically you can pretty much get an elite receiver in the first round. You come back around, Tony Pollard, Josh Jacobs, Derrick Henry. Nick Chubb, baby, Saquon, those guys used to go in the first. It's kind of like the same top 20, top 24, but now just the receivers and running backs have flipped spots. That's like the simplest way to explain it. Because everybody realized that wide receivers are safer. You know, running backs get hurt all the Mm -hmm. time and you can, you know, you can depend on Justin Jefferson, your your Tyree kills, your Jamar Chase is like, if you if you don't want to lose your draft in the first round, you take a wide receiver because, you know, by the end of the year, odds are one of the guys you draft in the top five is probably going to finish in the top five. Yeah, and what about quarterbacks? I know you said that you want an elite one. Like, is it crazy to take Josh Allen or Jalen Hurts in the first round this year? First, yeah. Second, first you round. We start our rank. Yeah. You have fantasyfootball.thereamer.com. We have our rankings. We have our top 200. We have upsides, downsides for every player. Uh, and the bottom line on all these guys basically is I, I, we have our quarterbacks right around the third round. Basically, we've got basically a couple dozen truly special players. It's Travis Kelsey and a bunch of running backs, receivers. And then at that point, as Craig said, Locking those quarterbacks where you're basically getting an elite floor. Jalen Hurts, 18 rushing touchdowns in 18 games last year, including the playoffs. The floor, not just the ceiling, is crazy. Josh Allen, the running, you know, he could lead the league in rushing touchdowns or receiving or passing touchdowns. And Mahomes is Mahomes. And I think that at that point, elite floors in the first few rounds. And then after that, you're chasing elite ceilings. So if you miss out on Mahomes, Hurts, Allen, Justin Fields. Lamar Jackson in this new offense has an elite ceiling. Trevor Lawrence, Justin Herbert, those guys have truly elite 
potential. And I think that if you're stacking that at quarterback, Darren Waller has an elite ceiling at tight end. And I think that's, you know, Scott Barrett has done great stuff at a great website called Fantasy Points where elite ceilings win you your league. They win Mm. weeks, they win leagues. And I think elite floors in the first three rounds and then next making up where you didn't get it with elite ceilings. Where are you guys at, uh, DK? I'll start. Where are you guys at with Kyle Pitts? I think everyone took him in the first round or second round last year, and now like it's almost like yeah. you, you wouldn't be able to touch him. You know, it's like how could you? I think, at least for Craig and I, I think we kind of hate him at this yeah. point. Like nothing that he's actually done personally that is his fault. I just, it just is so someone hard else's to problem. Like stay just, you have him. I don't yeah, exactly. Yeah. I'm just like washing my hands of that a toxic relationship that, that I don't want to be a part of. Anymore. I just don't want to have to deal. I don't want to have to think about him anymore. He might be the best tight end in the NFL. God bless him. Right? Like I hope it for him. I just yeah. don't want my fantasy. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. I think it's not one of the matter. best. One of the best parts. I'm, I'm unfriend. I'm like unfriending him on Facebook, so I don't have to look at his feet. You know, this is like yeah. You mentioned Facebook. Yeah, I get it though. You know. Well, I, I think one it. of the best, uh, most charming <laughs> aspects of our of the three of us dynamic is that. DK, in his older wisdom, now that he's in his 40s, doesn't have the energy, doesn't allow toxic people in his life, and doesn't have Michael Thomas, <laughs> you know, <laughs> Kyle Pitts, people who just are kind of a drain on your energy. DK just like, I don't, I, I can't, I don't have time for you anymore. Yeah. <laughs> you go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter. Let's please welcome Jamal Crawford to Point Game, King of the Court one-on-one tournament. If they had it back in your prime, do you think he could have took it all? I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think I could have took it all, but I think I would have shocked a lot of people. I think Kobe and everybody in their prime, Kobe would win a one-on-one contest. Yeah, I, yeah, because you got to think, Love he's going to guard. He don't care about guarding. He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, exactly. he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. like that, see that? Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. And then I, his, he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because he ain't need it. <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cd for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. Um, all right, quickly, I'm going to go around. You guys tell me yay or nay. I'm going to mention some things about fantasy football. I'm going to put you on the spot. Craig, we'll start with you. Um, auction draft, yay or nay? Yay, you got to do it. Explain. Make the case for why someone should should scrap the old snake draft that takes one minute and is you know easy enough to do to go to the auction thing, which seems unbearable. Let's say Justin Jefferson's your favorite player in fantasy football, and then you're eagerly awaiting what draft pick you're going to get. You're praying you get the first or second pick, and then the hat, the name gets drawn out of the hat, and you have the 10th. That terrible feeling of, well, I guess I won't have Justin Jefferson this year, that doesn't happen in an auction draft. You can spend your money on any player you want. You can get Justin Jefferson and Christian McCaffrey you want. It's a lot more flexibility. Every single, every single pick you are involved in. I love it. Okay, DK, uh, individual defensive players, are we yay or nay? Uh, I've been a nay on that one. 
I just it, it's hard enough, like keeping track of all the offensive players. Like I don't know, like adding all that to to the to the plate is a bit much for me. I just I don't track it enough, and I've uh-huh. never really done it. I'm an old I'm an old guy. Can't teach me new tricks. I don't really know. I'm not into Danny, that. Danny, two quarterback leagues where there's two quarterbacks starting in yay or nay. I'm I'm totally in. At the end of the day, it's very very silly to me that in real life running backs can't get paid and like. You know, Jonathan Taylor isn't getting a contract while Jim Irsay is trying to fly an orca to SeaWorld for $20 million. But in fantasy, we have running back, like 10, 12 running backs come off the board before Patrick Mahomes. In a two-quarterback league, you know who the first picks are? Patrick Mahomes, Josh Allen, Jalen Hurts. That's real life. So I like two-quarterback leagues. I love that. Uh, <laughs> Craig, 10-team um, leagues, yay or nay? It seems very light. That's as light as I'll go. Eight yeah. is ridiculous. Ten <laughs> yeah. is where I draw the line. Ten is okay. Twelve is ideal. Fourteen is fine. Sixteen is too big. Okay. Um, yep. DK, uh, non-PPR leagues where we don't keep track of receptions. We just yeah. do yards. Strongly against. <laughs> yeah. Archaic. Morally opposed. What are we doing here? <laughs> All right. If you're into that, I hate you. Danny, I'm going to tell you one that my league that uh, I've been a part of for 23 years, we don't do flex. We don't believe in it. We think it's silly. There's mm, no such oh, thing man. as flex. Danny Heifetz, <laughs> flex position, which seems like such a bailout, yay or nay. I love no flex. We do, I, <laughs> Leading the I, witness. I, I, I've never flex. heard of that before. What is flex? I love it. It's the dumbest. <laughs> this is a great take. It's like, be decisive. Who are you? I've never heard you know that. what flex would be good for? Flex should be for like the four players who are like Cordero Patterson can play in the flex. That's it. Sure. Like, <laughs> the actual flex Debo players. Samuel, Cordero yeah. Patterson, Taysom Hill, and Jameer Gibbs yeah, exactly. can play flex. <laughs> I hate the flex. I never heard of the flex until like I came on a Good Morning Football and I kept on hearing the word flex. I'm like, what the heck is flex? They're like, well, it could be any position. It's like a wild card. I'm like, well, that's not real. It's the dumbest thing. I love this. Flex. All right, team defenses counting. Craig, yay or nay? I go back and forth. I'm fine with it. I, I prefer a team defense over a kicker. So I, if I had to choose, I'd take the defense. It's fun yeah. to root for a defense. Okay. DK, I'll ask you. Uh, counting every little thing, like a two-point conversion has a metric <laughs> or a, fu- a batted-down pass has a metric. Like At some point, there's got to be a limit. The 40-yard like, completion bonus. Yes, I hate that. Cr- okay, yes. sorry, I'm judging. DK, you I go. was going to bring yeah. that up. No, I was going to say the the... Like you get a bonus for having a hundred yards. This is I've played in a few leagues where like a running back if he gets a hundred yards gets a bonus. I think there's a pl- time and a place for it. For my home league, for like most of my leagues, I don't really want that. I do think it's fun to like sprinkle that in every once in a while if you're like in a tournament or something like that. But generally speaking, I like pretty standard scoring settings. That DK, how how many of your one twenty three leagues are do you use the one hundred yard bonus? Uh, probably none right now. Okay. I would say, Impressive. but I, okay. I'm open to it in like one or two leagues just because to, to mix it up and make it fun. All right. DK, uh, I'm going to go back on, on that one with you. Uh, I just heard 23 leagues. I know that's being sarcastic. It's no, not. He actually is in 23 it's leagues. It's not actually. He's in 23 <laughs> His leagues. His pandemic like fun? sanity project was just drafting <laughs> dynasty fantasy. The answer, teams. Peter, is it's not fun. It's not fun. It's not fun. That's that's it's a portfolio. What are you talking about? I it think is the so problem fun. fun about that. When you, the whole point of it is you to have, you have every player in the league. I, I yeah. found and you're rooting against every player in the league. <laughs> well, yeah. No, I mean, I have so many. I have so many players on my teams that I'm like. But in your head, can you sort which team is which? I feel like I wouldn't know who to root for. No, not so really. Just- <laughs> uh, I will say, here's the qualifier. Here's the qualifier. 95% of my teams are dynasty leagues. So it's not day-to-day stuff that you're doing. There's not a bunch of guys on the waiver wire, typically. It's like you you draft a team and you develop it over years. But you're not. it's not like I'm spending a lot of time on this roster day can in, I, day out. You know what I can mean? Can I unveil a hot take on you guys right now? Yes. <laughs> I'm out on dynasty leagues. Me too. Boo! Me too. You know that is the, best, the worst. You take. know what the best part about fantasy football is? The draft. the draft. Craig, you're in my dynasty league, and he's out oh, on it. He's, he's gonna play in it. He just doesn't like it. Oh, cool! I get, to, I get to draft a, a fourth round running back. I'm with back. you, bro. That, that's to, my draft. I get this question all the time. Should I keep two out of these seven players? I don't know. Draft a new team. I, I don't like it. Draft a new team. I don't want to be parsing through six round rookies to figure out who has value. That sounds terrible. You know who I want to draft? Patrick Mahomes. Thank you, Saquon Barkley. Thank you. That's fun. <laughs> Danny, Danny Heifetz, um, people who draft in person versus people who draft online and the riff there of the arrogance, and I'm an unperson guy, of those who roll their eyes at those who are in a Yahoo, Yahoo draft room and consider that a fantasy league. Go on. <laughs> All right. So this, is, this gets to what we were saying earlier about like 
fantasy football is about keeping in touch with your friends. People in different places obviously can't control that. You always want to draft in person if you can. If it's your friend group, you yes. want to be in person. It's incredible. At the very least, though, you have to show up for the draft. You can't auto-draft. Got it. Auto-draft is – it. look, if you have children, you two understand this better than me. We can talk. Wedding – otherwise, it's weddings and funerals or you better be there. Even – even if it's on Zoom, that's okay. You just can't auto draft. That's unacceptable. It's un American, I think. Oh, Correct. No. The yeah. the hardest part of any league, and you know, now we're just going off because I, I got so many thoughts. The hardest part of any any league is finding a draft time that works for yeah. everyone. If you get mm, one yeah. of those Google Doodles going and everyone you come up with one time, I don't care <laughs> if it's five o'clock on a Wednesday. You better not the day of say, I just can't make it. That's unacceptable. You're out. You're out. We will find a replacement. The, the two people. <laughs> and also uh, pay your league dues before the draft. If you're a commissioner of a league, require everyone to pay their league dues or they cannot draft. Is that a thing? People Essential don't pay rule. the league dues. You have to chase them down for the, for the Venmo? There's all, yeah. I got to go hire like a fixer. I got to go hire Ray Donovan <laughs> to go get the money from this guy. You're out. Yeah, there's always one of them. Dude, there, yeah. there are two people I hate. In a fantasy league, I, I feel like Austin Powers, and I'm like, there's two kinds of people I hate in this world. Yeah. But the what the people who don't fill out that doodle, as you were saying, and then at the end, yep. once like nine people can make it, you're like, oh, that day doesn't work for me. My ah, mother's visiting. Work. And I'm like, dude, that's what we made the doodle for. The other one is the people <laughs> who think that they get to veto other people's trades just grinds my gears. Mm. Like in real life, where I don't know if you've noticed, there's a lot more stakes to the real life sports leagues. There's been one vetoed trade in our lifetime, and it was the Chris Paul trade because the NBA owned, the league office owned the team, and they were like, all right, this is weird. <laughs> Literally like thousands of real life trades have been made. They all go through. You, this is America. You have the right to be stupid and make dumb decisions. It's not your job to run other people's stuff. I love it. I love it. Uh, Real quick, there's a whole craze in the last 10 years of like punishments and making it go viral. And this guy ate a waffle every day, every hour for 24 hours. This guy had to <laughs> poop in a sandwich and eat it. And we all laughed and we put it on YouTube. Um, too sophomoric, silly, or are you guys all for this? Craig, we'll start with you. It's, if you're coming to me, it's definitely not too sophomoric for me. Uh, <laughs> I don't know how other people feel, but I'm I'm all I'm all for it. In our league right now, our, our the current rule is we have uh, the loser on on the trip next year. He's our butler, and he has to wear <laughs> a butler outfit. This sounds the like whole, hell. The whole weekend, he like serves us food, and he gets the worst bed. And I'm all for it, you know. And and we've actually employed a last place tournament at the end of the year for all the guys whose whose teams suck in like weeks twelve through seventeen. I like that. We have a last place tournament to determine who gets last. So I think last place is just as fun in, as first place in terms of. Uh, end of year suspense dk what's the craziest thing you've heard in that regard i mean they, they come up every year they're more and more uh man there's i had a couple of friends who under their leagues their um like punishment or whatever for last place was yet they had to go like be a busker on like a sidewalk and like play music and and try and get tips and things like what's that a busker? Like, like what's I, a busker is that the like guy, busking is, that the is like when you're sign? like you're on the corner like playing like music and like try to make money that way <laughs> You have uh, like the open guitar so he, case. Like a subway dancer like exactly. in New York. Yeah. yeah. Like a grown exactly. man with a exactly. lemonade stand. Yeah. I want to, I want to tell you one great, I want to tell you one great rule that we have in, in one of my leagues is if you get a zero in any of your spots in any given week. You mean so a like player, say, like if a player. You know, puts yeah. A like a guy got the healthy correct. scratch like and you didn't Jefferson change your lineup. Yeah. Goose egg. Yeah. You have to shot. You have to record yourself shotgunning a beer and send it to the rest okay. of the league. And that, I think, is one of the more fun rules that I have in any of my okay. leagues. Like it. Danny, yourself, the craziest thing you've heard? Uh, there's some, I mean, the craziest stuff is there are people who, there are leagues that you have to get a tattoo. I mean, that's crazy. Uh, that, that yeah, to me, is the wildest. Nuts. The wildest one we do, the one that I think <laughs> works the best, and even as you get older, is our league, it's a beer mile. Because we Thanksgiving, there's always a, uh, we do a, f a flag football game. Um, Black Friday, and it's funny because as everyone gets older, the game gets earlier, and people show up with more knee braces, and everyone's stretching more and more yeah. every year. But oh, then yeah. at the You're end, only of, thirty, brother, yeah. just wait. At the end of the game, though, we do the beer mile, which is great because there's like me, who's not the most fleet of foot, but I can drink a beer. Versus like this guy who ran a four and a half minute mile in college, but like can't chug. And like, all right, this is actually even now. That's good. I like that. Uh, Craig, correct me if I'm wrong. Bill Simmons's league, and it, they always talk about it, the Shakey's league. Um, <laughs> yeah. The winner gets to vote off any person in the league and they have to miss a year, right? I think that's pretty drastic. This is the funniest one. Yeah, so it's a 12-team <laughs> league, but there's 
but there's 13 members and every year 13 people have to show up to the draft and the previous year's winner then sits down like a dictator and goes you you're out and they have to get up and leave the draft i'm not kidding i guess it was during the pandemic and i was listening to simmons a lot like 2020 maybe 2021 and i think there was real friction between him and sal over it it felt like oh there was oh, that they voted oh, yeah. sal out and sal was very angry I- Bill, st- well, when Bill got voted out one year, he started a new league. Bill was like, <laughs> "Whatever, what I'll was. start my That's own." That's what league. it was. That's what <laughs> <laughs> I'm not just saying That's this because you know we work for Bill Simmons. Yeah. I think I actually think Sal must have come up with that. I think that is the that is the rule that I actually it's think the best is the rule funniest. Ever. It is the best. It is incredible. <laughs> yes. It's so good, and they it, yeah, that's great. Um, all right, guys, we're wrapping. Uh, fantasy football is on the way. Where can we find the podcast, and what is it called, Craig? For everyone who listens to this one and wants their hardcore football news, but has a draft this weekend and is like, wait a second, my pants are not ready for this. I need to get ready. Um, where would you go for it? Yeah, sure. The show is called The Ringer Fantasy Football Show. It's anywhere you can find podcasts. We prefer Spotify. There's a lot of fun features on there. Uh, you can you can look at our guide while you listen. Um, but yeah, The Ringer Fantasy Football Show with us three, three days a week and four days a week during the season. I wish you guys well. For Danny Heifetz, Danny Kelly, Craig Horlbeck. Guys, this was awesome. We really appreciate you coming on. This is great. Thanks, Pete. Love you, Shregs. Thanks for having us. I love those guys. I think they're cool. They're funny. And they've got a great friendship that you can tell. Uh, And that's the key to any show or podcast. And obviously, fantasy football is the thread that keeps them all together and going with the pod. But their podcast talks about all different sorts of topics, including movies. Uh, Aaron, I'm going to tell you, in 1999, I was in a fantasy football league with my friends from high school at the time. And I signed after week one a gentleman named Kurt Warner. And I went on to have a team that had Kurt Warner, Isaac Bruce. I think I had Terrell Owens on that team. And I tore up my fantasy league and ran away with a victory. And I will tell you, that is still one of my greatest achievements. The amount of points that my team won by in the East Coast Dream Team League back in 1999 with all my buddies from Freehold Township High School. Um, that is the importance of fantasy football. It, it, it brings you back to 1999, and we're here in 2023. That's me. Do you have a fantasy league, Aaron Wong Kaufman, my producer, who I know has a lot of interests and is very eclectic? Does fantasy football fill in the Venn diagram shaded area of you and me? Yeah, very much so. I actually got into fantasy, same thing with a bunch of friends from high school, middle school. Then also like the same year when I was starting that one, also started two others. So I had like three leagues in my very first year of playing fantasy. Um, and the my favorite part, like the guys were saying, like you were saying, is just keeping in touch with friends and like sending emails. And um, we have won my league with like the high school and middle school friends. Um, the four of us that are like the tightest, one of the guys has still not won, even yeah. though he's the one who, like, and this is like 15 years you guys have been in and this, right? It yep. is, yes. Yep. And it is just a, I just, I never let him forget it. It's always just like in the chat. I'm like, Oh wait, isn't there someone here who's never won our league? I, I forget which one of us it is. I, I do have strong takes as you could hear. Like I really resent the auto draft thing. I think that's real. Like if you can't give me two seconds of your time, then you don't belong in our league. I actually, look in my whole life, I was in one league. I hate the idea that people don't get together. And I know that's selfish. And now that I've got a family, it's nearly impossible. Like on the weekend, but like, I hate these leagues that it's just random people that you don't know. And Danny said he has, when Danny said he's in 23 leagues, I almost wanted to like chop my hand off. That was the crazy, like that is not fun. That sounds like hell. I, I have decreased the number that I've been in. And especially like the the more that I've worked with NFL stuff, the less I want to be in those leagues because it's just it, it is too much to keep track of. And like you were saying, at some point you yes. are rooting for every player and against every player. And it's like I need I need Jonathan Taylor to score but exactly not more than 16, this. Yeah. but he can't do more than 17. Yeah, it's it's wild. Um but yeah, the I've been really lucky that, you know, we've had a couple drafts that have been in person, but I have, I have one friend who's a doctor and he, one time he did a draft, like, I hope so. Hope not during area, surgery. Like, I don't like that. Running yeah. in and out. Yeah. Not during surgery, but he was like on call and would like run in and out of the like doctor 
rest area that they have. I don't even know what it's called. But he was like in the hospital doing the draft on his I phone, also, it's a cardinal rule thing. that I think it's like, it's like I don't give a about anyone else's fantasy league either. Like when someone comes up to me and starts talking to me about their team, I, you, I, there is nothing, I'd rather talk about mathematics or like the future of algebra. I don't care. <laughs> I don't, it sounds rude. I do not care. And it's the question I get the most if I'm ever recognized on the street or in an airport, someone will shove their phone in my face and they'll be like, who would you start this week? And I'm like, I, I don't care, don't care. And I, I'm really rude sometimes on Twitter where someone will be like, Shrags, PPR league, 12 teams, flex, and I just write back, don't care. Don't care. I don't, I don't care. Um, and that's my take on that. I'll be sure to text you during one of my drafts and, and ask you. I'll be like, Schrager, I got a, I got a 12 front sleeper for me here. I do care about the, my friend's leagues or my friend's team if it's, I'm in the league too. That, then I care because I want it to do poorly. The best That's is the when you know, you're in a live draft with your friends and there's one guy, and again, not an advocate of bullying, but there's one guy that no matter who he takes, everyone will go, ew, and it's like, no, 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 no. Like it just constantly, uh. <laughs> yeah, that's it. Uh, Aaron, good luck in your fantasy drafts. I think we timed this right. I think they're going to be this weekend, you next too. weekend, and then, of course, up until Labor Day weekend. But with preseason in full swing, now is the time. The rare fantasy football podcast. We went there. I chartered those waters, and I'll tell you what. I think we survived. Thanks for joining, buddy. Let's have a good weekend. Let's go. All right. On behalf of Aaron and all the crew here in New York and L.A., uh, enjoy your weekends, everybody. Football regular season is almost here. The Season with Peter Schrager is a production of the NFL in partnership with iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower... 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cb for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bob Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Pluma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds to Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club. What's up, y'all? Janice Torres here. And I'm Austin Hankwitz. We're the hosts of Mind the Business, Small Business Success Stories, a podcast presented by iHeartRadio's Ruby Studios and Intuit QuickBooks. Join us as we speak with small business owners about the tools they use to turn their ideas into success. From finding that initial spark of entrepreneurship to organizing payments and invoices, we've got you covered. So follow and listen to Mind the Business, Small Business Success Stories on the iHeartRadio app or wherever you get your podcasts.